Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in the business, Michael Politz has written a must read, The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books a Million, or wherever fine books are sold. Food and Beverage Magazine Live, bringing food and beverage to life with your hosts, James Beard Award winner Jennifer English and Food and Beverage Magazine publisher Michael Politz. Featuring leaders in the hospitality, branded food and beverage, and CPG industries, many of whom are Jennifer and Michael's friends in the business. For an informal and informative conversation where friends in the business share the latest intel, ideas, and best practices. Live, juicy inside scoop from the tastemakers, newsmakers, bread bakers, drink shakers, spoon lickers, clam diggers, farms, foodies, and friends of the food and beverage magazine world. Here are your hosts, Jennifer English and Michael Politz. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. I am super excited today, not just because I'm the editor-at-large of Food and Beverage Magazine, but because we are going to take you, all of us, together, our industry, our community, we're taking you forward to the future. We've got a pioneer who is literally on the, the forefront of the future of our industry in a way that you might not normally think of as being so technologically forward-thinking and literally in the vanguard. It's one of those things that you might take for granted. And we're going to tell you some things today and introduce you to one of the most pivotal technologists and operators today, making it possible for us to dream of a future. His name is Ellie Katz, and he is the founder and CEO of National Retail Solutions. He joins us now from his headquarters in the future. Hi, Eli, how are you? I'm doing well. That was a nice, uh, I really appreciate all those great things you said about me. Maybe you can call my wife after this and uh, just let her know. I'm going to guess that she knows, as we all do, what it takes to be in the vanguard and pioneering in something that is literally transformational right now. And as you probably know, I talk often about the future of food. I want to introduce your company first, but I want to start by, by bringing everybody sort of up to speed. We're going to have a conversation today about our collective future, and you're going to do it from the point of view of what you do at National Retail Solutions. So let's start by saying, tell us about what National Retail Solutions is and how you came to found this company. So National Retail Solutions is a subsidiary of IDT, uh, we're a publicly traded company, IDT. And about seven years ago, the chairman and the CEO, the Jonas uh, family, they called me into their office and they said, listen, we have all these independent convenience stores, these delis, these bodegas, these tiendas, whatever you want to call it, wherever you are around the country. And they're lacking technology in order for them to be able to compete and basically level the playing field against some of the brick and mortars coming in. I'm not even talking about uh, all of the online competition that they uh, are facing today. Um, and uh, with that, they wanted to basically deploy a simple point of sale register, which sounds you know easy enough, um, but it wasn't really well uh, received initially 
because everyone was so used to doing it the way they used to be doing it. And so they didn't exactly say, oh, I'll embrace this technology. I'm very happy with my shoebox. I'm very happy with my Casio register. I don't need a point of sale register. And from there, we spent a lot of time and energy educating these merchants and explaining to them why this is so important for their uh, stores. You know, I equate it to like the cell phone. I was very happy with a flip phone for many, many years. But now I've even mentioned the flip phone word and everyone laughs. But what's the laugh about it? It made great phone calls. It received great phone calls. It had your, you know, your address book. You can do conference. But it really didn't give you much intelligence or the ability to uh, interact with the world the way you need to in order to survive. And that's what the point of sale register has done for these independent convenience stores across the country. And as you know, many of these independent convenience stores have food, have delis, have that entire um, over-the-counter option. And, you know, they, they really didn't have a way to market it or to manage it properly until we deployed our point-of-sale register. We're in over 18,000 locations, coast to coast. We're deploying over 650 a month in this uh, small business format. Uh, we are the leaders in these independent convenience store for the point of sale registers. This is such an amazing perspective shift for a lot of people because these are locations that are pivotal and integral to the neighborhoods and the communities that they serve. Community is a word that's being used extensively in food 3.0, this post COVID period of time where we understand and have so many more options sort of brought to us. And being in that future is gonna require us to be forward thinking. You're using the example that there were some of these independent operators in Tienditas that might've been using a beeper or a landline, let alone not even having a, a mobile. And you've really helped to make it possible for people to to come into the future in a significant way. But after the COVID experience and after the relationship uh, is highlighted, you've identified some really key things that these operators need because they're having to do more and more things, be a restaurant, be a grocer, be, do all of these different things. Talk a little bit about how you recognized exactly what it was a, who your customers were, and then B, what they really needed. I think that's one of the most fundamental things that any great business can ever do is know who their customer is and, and give them what they need. So I just explained to you how I really had to educate these merchants on why they needed a point of sale register. And then right. obviously it was, a, it was like a two-part sale. First, I had to do the education part of why you need a point of sale register. And then I want you to know why you need our point of sale register. And we built it specifically for this type of stores. So we're not the register for the whole world. You know, there's some registers out there. I always say that if you want a point of sale register, you Google point of sale register and there's thousands of choices. And that same register can be put in your bowling alley. It could be put in your hair salon. It could be put in your, um, your club of some sort, you know, so 
but we're not like that. We built a custom register for this community, the liquor stores, the backwood stores, and the convenience stores. And it's specific to their SKU base. It's specific to their needs as it, com- as it relates to food um, and beverage, obviously. Um, and, and that is why we become so popular amongst this group. Now I'm in another education campaign. Now I'm going around and trying to beat the drum of why they need e-commerce. Listen, COVID has certainly showed us that e-commerce is needed and it absolutely has been adopted. But not not only that, this is the future, right? This is, there's no question about it. E-commerce is the future. Just like the future at one point was drive-throughs for the restaurants, now, People are ordering before they get to the drive-thrus. That's the, the future. And the same thing here with these stores. Uh, e-commerce is being adopted, maybe not by me per se, but my my 16-year-old son, he won't go into a convenience store. He orders everything on an app. He won't go into a restaurant. He orders everything on an app. And as and it comes to him? It comes to him. I mean, it goes on my credit card, but it comes to <laughs> <laughs> but it comes to him. But yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a generational thing. And right yeah. now what's going on is that there are these uh, what we call ASAP delivery services, right? I'm not talking about the delivery services that deliver products from these stores. I'm talking about the delivery services that are very well funded, which I won't mention any of them. Some of them actually took a tumble in the last few months, um, but there's going to be others. They're going to figure out how to do it right. And their basic goal, their mission statement per se, is to make the convenience store more convenient. And the way they do that is by not letting you or not requiring you to go to a convenience store. Just order it on your app. Now, they've opened up these dark stores or these little mini warehouses all over the country. So they are really direct competition. They are hurting these independence they're hurting i mean they're hurting everybody but they're really changing the way people do their purchases and they're keeping it to themselves so our next mission here at nrs is to educate these merchants why they need e-commerce they already have the technology embedded in their store they already have the inventory embedded into our point of sale register now turn it on we've made partnerships with some of the most prominent delivery services that are out there and we can have your product delivered to these merchants so they don't change the trends of your shoppers. Localizing, hyper-localizing and warehousing, sourcing and supporting are all things that your customers do really, really well and are a new area for some of these companies. And it seems to me that from this, we're going to see a lot more efficiency and it's imperative you are on the forefront of the future of not only this industry, but it's, it's becoming a source of where we get our food. And of course, food is the epicenter of human experience. It is. Definitely my how epicenter. Important, yeah, and how important is the relationship that we all develop with your customers. Because to, to this day, I can tell you the, the corner store that I went to as a child remains one of my happiest memories. And while that may be changing to some extent, that bond needs to still exist. And you're talking about ways 
that you can continue to cultivate that bond even in this new era. And that's going to be important. Can you talk a little bit about who these great customers of yours are that are really the backbone of what will be the future of our relationship and getting our food from them? Yeah. So first, when you talk about, and it's interesting you mentioned about the bond that you have with your uh, local convenience stores, because I have the same, you know, and during COVID, many of us turned to these stores to be our source, right? You were able to go to the local convenience store and say, and we have, uh, you know, data that shows this, you know, can you buy from your wine distributor, this one specific wine that I like? Right. And they would carry it because you weren't going necessarily to the big supermarket or to the big liquor stores, et cetera, at the time, because you were, you know, especially in the beginning of COVID, we were, you know, most of us were trying to be extra, extra safe, but we still had to eat. We still have to buy toilet paper. We still have to, you know, buy the basic necessities. And to some of us, that wine is a basic necessity. Um, so these stores were able to pick. Uh oh. Well, we're going to keep going. I think we're going to reconnect with um, Ellie. I want to go uh, to, yeah, go ahead, Tony. We've got some um, information about where we can get national retail solutions. They're found on the World Wide Web. Uh, NRS Plus is their website, NRS Plus. I want to talk a little bit about something that I think is important. NRS has been a provider of intuitive POS systems that are custom built for independent retailers across the USA. And when combined with NRS pay credit card processing, the NRS POS, which is point of stale, is your one-stop shop for checking out your customers. And they have very many perspectives about where the future is going and who these independent stores are and these delis and these small liquor stores they're the cornerstones of our communities and i think it's critically important for us to remember that this is something that is a value that is absolutely imperative for us to preserve when i was a kid there was a corner store called bobs and that's where i went and they sold ice cream and they sold soda in the newspaper, and they sold some basic sundries and basic things that you might need. And maybe the product mix is going to change. And maybe I'm not buying Tiger Beat magazine or baseball cards anymore. But the trends that are happening in these convenience stores are really imperative. Personally, I go to convenience stores literally two or three times a week. Well, I go almost every day, but I go two or three times a week just to see what's coming next. Because convenience stores have been, by virtue of what they are and where they are, the place where a lot of new products will come into our experience. You can learn a lot about our food culture and our culinary culture and our CPG, consumer packaged goods culture, by going into some of these stores. And it's really imperative for us to remember what, a, what an important part of our food chain this is. And I don't know if you're somebody who watches David Letterman's. My next guest needs no introduction. Yeah. But I urge you because it's a great, oh, there he is. Oh, it's I a great you. show. And there he is. Welcome back. Anyway, David Letterman and Cardi B went back to her old neighborhood in the Bronx and went to the Bodega Deli that she goes to for a very specific kind of sandwich. And it's that kind of thing. They could have gone anywhere in the world to have their lunch. But back in her neighborhood, whenever she's home, she gets that sandwich because that sandwich tastes like home. 
These are things that are so critically important for us to remember that are the, the real bond we create in our culture, in our community. And even if our community is local, it's a really important bond. I wanted to talk to you about some of the trends and forecasts that you have about what's coming up for this category, because it's so important for us. Okay. Well, so number one, as I mentioned, as far as the, the technology trends, you know, these, these bodegas and these independents are usually the last ones to the dance uh, when it comes to adopting new technology. So we're hoping that the e-commerce solution that uh, we're going to be providing uh, is going to be adopted. Um, but, you know, delivery trends are important. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, the objective is to keep the higher margin items in these merchants' pockets you know, like the candy, the soda, the 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 food items. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier about the uh, stores taking on more food. I mean, a lot of these uh, tiendas, bodegas, party stores, convenience stores, um, corner stores um, are actually becoming hybrids, where they right. are becoming a food counter, tabletop even service uh, with uh, candy, snacks, sodas, etc. They have to do that. They have to do that in order to in order to uh, keep their margins high and to be a service to their community. Can you talk to me for for a second? Because we were talking before about new products. I I don't know if you heard, but I literally go scouting in convenience stores regularly for what's coming next because the convenience store is often a place where new products are tested out, new concepts are tested and trialed, whether it's in snacks or sodas or flavors or any number of things. And it's really interesting to me how if you're a student of this and I'm a food nerd, you can go into a convenience store and you can learn a lot, not only about the place where you are, but where something might be going. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. the new product pipeline? Because I think it's so important. So I, I don't know the exact methodology that these CPGs use, but I will tell you that the path to, to uh, you know, when I go and I sell a point of sale register, I'm dealing with the HR director, the employee of the month, the CEO, you know, the person behind the counter that's responsible for everything. So, you know, when these CPGs go and want to test a, 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 a new skew or test a new product, you know, when they go to these, these, these stores, it's a natural environment for them to be able to see what sells, what doesn't sell. These stores have the traffic um, and, and, and compound that with, um, on the other end, some of these merchants don't know necessarily what to buy because they don't have the large marketing or research divisions behind them. So they go to their, to their local um, you know, jobber, or they go to their distributor and they order something that's new, and and these distributors do pilot new products on on them because it's easier to get something on the shelf in these stores than you know when you deal with some of these other uh, massive brick and mortar stores. So yes, right. who who wins? The the consumer wins. The consumer gets to try very unique items, very interesting items, very new items. Um, you know, before before some of the other um, major major stores, major markets actually carry them. 
And I want to talk about why that's the case in part, because I'm a nerd, I'm a food nerd, and I'm a data nerd. The more you can tell me, the more I can understand, the more I see, and the more I see opportunity. That's something that's critically important to NRS. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because you give us lots of data to work with. Yeah. So what we do, you know, our mission was to help these merchants. That's how I started uh, with the point of sale register. And part of helping the merchants is giving them data. You want to talk about, you know, they're, they're not the data nerds. They don't have, they didn't have access to the data beforehand, but we were able to look at some of the stores and see that there's one store on the same block or two stores on the same block selling the same product with a two or $3 price difference. And that is because they don't know how to price things. They don't necessarily know how to purchase. So we go and we do this quite often, at least quarterly. We're, we're in each state. We run the top two or 300 items that are selling in that state because obviously, you know, salt in January is not selling as popular in the corner stores in, in New Jersey or is, is selling in New Jersey more popular than salt in, you know, in, um, and I'm talking about Georgia. In Georgia, I'm talking about ice salt, you know. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So driveway salt, it changes, right? I, you know, snow salt. So, so we go and we run the list and we say, these are the top three, 300 items that are selling in your, in your area. And these are the average prices that they're selling for. So we can give them that insight when they use our point of sale register, they could put in what they bought it for. So they could see data as far as how much are they actually making on each item. You know, how much are they have left in inventory? How much today will they make if they sell out their entire inventory? Um, right. But we give them this data, make them smarter so that they can run their business more efficiently. That's just one part. Then we also have customer facing screens. Last month, 80 million customers, 80 million eyeballs saw our customer facing screen. Wow. In a purchase, when they're about to check out, we have ads that are running. Um, items that are being sold in their products, CPGs. It's a very powerful ad network and, and it's being used by many different ways, whether it's branding or pro or path to purchase influencing. And we help those merchants sell more items. And then we show the CPGs data and lift reports on what's selling and how effective that ad was in those stores. Let me tell you how effective these programs are. One of my local convenience stores has a fantastic coffee program that they piloted nationally that's now rolling out nationally. I go there because the coffee was legitimately delicious. I liked it so much that I entered my phone number and got a loyalty membership so that every time I bought a cup of coffee and I didn't have to keep track of a card because I lose the cards, it kept track for me. And then it sent me an email or a text. It actually sent me a text and said, come in and get a free coffee or get a discount on your gas. Or These things work. And what's fascinating is how much more advanced and how quickly the advancements are taking place. Your company, NRS, is making it possible for us to imagine even more conveniences moving forward. And the next thing I know, you're going to tell me, I'm sure, like something that's going to make me even more excited to go back and get one more coffee or another fill up at the place, because now loyalty matters. Talk a little bit about where we're going to go next. 
loyalty has been proven to to drive traffic and retain customers and give a, a good stickiness to the Oops. There he is. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? There you go. Oh, sorry. Loyalty has been has been proven to drive traffic uh, 100% to the yeah. Um, and, and it absolutely matters. It creates stickiness. And, um, and that is why many of these, these companies um, are working with third parties to take on uh, loyalty programs. Uh, NRS has its own loyalty program embedded with the point of sale register. Besides having a merchant app, we also have a consumer app. As I was mentioning, the e-commerce is, is, you know, sits on our consumer app where you know, consumers can order from any one of their local convenience stores uh, from the app, as well as monitor the loyalty program. And all right, so I know we, we're running out of time. We've already gone four minutes over, but I'm, I'm. This is, if you can't tell, this is where the food nerd in me just completely gets excited and passionate. So hey, let's talk. Let's, yeah, right? Yeah. Like how much? How many of the great foods that exist locally? around the country come from the kind of places that you are helping uh, with these systems. And what's the greatest thing you ever discovered, to, ever most delicious thing you ever discovered in one of your customer's stores? I know you can't pick favorites and you don't want to say maybe- I can't pick favorites, but I will tell you that some of these dishes that they make, some of the, the Spanish foods that they, that they make, they're making them fresh. These are hardworking individuals working at these stores. They don't necessarily get like, I mean, listen, every one of our stores are different. So there's no, you know, this is one type of store. You know, we have all different types of stores. But, you know, I happen to travel the country all the time. And I make it my business to visit at least um, six to 12 of our stores a month and to check on them and see how they're doing and also to hear how we're doing how we could be better and what tools can we provide you as a merchant so that we can make a better uh, experience for your point of sale register. All right. Uh, one last question. Everybody's talking about web three. Everything is, you know, the, it's like looming over the future. And now a lot of people say, well, you know, that's not me. That's not now, but it is coming. And when we look even beyond the, the very next stage to the stage beyond that and how the things that are happening in Web3 might impact us, are you seeing your customers asking about that? Are you, I see on the board behind you, it says it all begins with an idea. Yeah. Is, there a, is there a Web3 idea that you can even tease us a, a little bit with right now? Are people asking for it? So I think, I think we are getting some requests um, but I think right now the, 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 the primary focus that they're working on, right? So many people are still trying to recover from COVID. Um, and, and, and as, 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 as much as sales have gone up in these stores, um, because it's so convenient, other, um, ancillary negatives have, have occurred as well. Like in New York, for example, at one point sales have gone up 30% in these corner convenience stores. But so has crime, because what made it convenient to run in and run out to grab your products also made it convenient to run in and run out. And that was a real challenge for 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 many of these uh, store owners. Um, so. So, yeah, 
there, there are certainly a lot of uh, different items that we're working on. Our company comes out with a new release every 45 days and, and upgrades the, the features in our point of sale register um, based on customer input. Um, right. But I think right now the priority is that we are going to be working on this e-commerce and making sure that the next generation can order from these stores and these stores um, are there to service all the different new trends. Thank you so much for making time to be with us today. Jennifer, thank you for having me. Please forgive me for the technical difficulties. I'm usually on a big screen and, you know, people see too much of me. And now, (laughs) you know, um, I apologize. Oh, no apologies necessary. I am so grateful that we got so much time with you today. Thanks for going over the allocated time. This has been fascinating. I urge you, this is a really interesting category of our business that I want you to pay attention to because it's going to become more and more increasingly important as we begin to emerge in food 3.0. Post-pandemic, this is where we're going to live and where we're going to eat. Thank you so much. National Retail Solutions is on the World Wide Web at nrsplus.com. Ely, thank you so much. Jennifer, thank you. And thank you for wearing the NRS logo all over the uh, outfit there. I love it. Well, thank you. Cheers.